0: You're listening to the serial podcast production of Hidden Things, written and read by Dois Testament. This is episode twenty-three, brought to you by Chris Wieda. This would be a lot easier, Vicus remarked, if we were going along an interstate. They were walking along the shoulder of Highway 19, had been doing so without any real explanation from Vicus for the last hour. Calliope had stopped at one point, refusing to freeze to death before Vicus revealed what they were doing, but he had pulled a pressed flower out of one of his pockets and done something with it that had made the Midwestern November cold die away all around them. Out of gratitude, She had let her questions go even when he stopped to pick up and sniff cast-off tire treads that lay along the side of the road, but this comment was too much for her to take quietly. It would be a lot easier, she replied, if I knew what the hell we were doing. Hunting dragons. Vicus scanned the highway and shoulder ahead of them in the waning afternoon light. Calliope didn't reply for the space of twenty more yards. Finally, she said, first of all, you told me that all the dragons were dead. Second of all, I know I've been gone a while, but if there were dragons in Iowa, I think I would have. I never said they were dead, Vicus said. I said you didn't see them destroying towns anymore. Doesn't mean they're dead. You remember my skeptical face? Vicus sighed. Just trust the guide. Yeah, I'm trying. Calliope continued on in silence glancing at a mile marker. What is it you're supposed to do, exactly? Vicus scanned the road and shoulder as they walked, paying only cursory attention to the question. Do for what? As a guide, what do you... What are you supposed to do? Vicus glanced at Calliope, his eyes narrowed and careful, then turned back to the ground before them. I thought the message Gluin gave you explained that. Calliope shook her head. Just told me to go with you. Vicus nodded, blowing out a puff of steamy air and glancing at her sidelong. There's people like you that get involved in things. To keep everything from coming apart at the seams, we... There's someone to guide them and try to... Keep them from wrecking everything? Calliope's tone was sour. Vicus tilted his head and made a face that said she'd almost got it, but not quite. Some think that. I'd say help them figure out enough that they understand what they're doing. Calliope raised an eyebrow and glanced at her shoulder, her mouth quirking upward at the corners. Vicus scowled. Also, there's people who try to keep anyone from messing with anything at all. Like Walker. Calliope could hear the emotion Vicus had penned up inside that name. Whom you already know, she said. We've been on opposite sides before. Before, she said. Vicus nodded. She hesitated. How did you end up swearing an oath to him? Vicus continued walking for some time as the waning sun left orange and purple streaks across the sky. Just when Calliope thought that the topic had been closed and was starting to form an apology, he spoke.
1: I was with this...
0: Someone I figured would really do all right. It looked like it was going to be a big deal. He shifted within his coat. We got turned around and ended up in the Badlands, which I don't recommend as a vacation spot if you're in the Hidden Lands. Walker rigged it, got us stranded. Calliope waited, walking alongside him through the cold November afternoon that she couldn't feel. I cut a deal, Vicus said. His voice barely audible above the gravel scuff of their feet. He glanced at Calliope. Not for me. For her. Him, actually. A kid about 12, 13 years old. Vicus hunched his shoulders in the coat. I thought I made a deal with Walker that I'd stand down the next time we butted heads if he'd let the kid make it through. I thought I could stay clear of him if I had to. Walker came through on your deal, Calliope asked. Vikus snorted. <laughs> yeah, you'd have thought he knew. He shook his head. I was wrong about the kid. Didn't end well. For anybody. Calliope's voice was quiet. I'm sorry. Vikus said nothing. The expression on his face looked as though he'd bitten down on something rotten. Looking up, he squinted into the middle distance. That looks good. Calliope followed the direction of his gaze. In the middle of the right-hand lane, a solid black line about ten inches wide and forty feet long stretched down the pavement. That's a tire streak. We've passed fifty of those already. Wait, Vicus said. They walked up to the end of the streak and Vicus nodded. Good. Real good. He glanced at Calliope who was alternating bemused looks between him and the mark on the road. Look at the mark. Do you see any treads? Calliope frowned and looked back at the streak. Still frowning, she walked along the shoulder to the other end. Her frown deepened. That's weird. She pointed at the end of the mark. If this were a guy peeling his tires drag race style, there'd be tread marks visible on this end where the tire finally starts to grip. She turned and walked back down to Vicus. If it were someone hitting the brakes, there'd be tread marks down here before the wheels locked. Vicus raised an eyebrow. You know a lot about tire marks. When you grow up in rural America, you learn way too much about the very few things you can do for fun. Vicus nodded and motioned at the streak. So? Calliope stared at the scored pavement. That's not a normal skid mark. No. Vicus turned and peered at the shoulder of the highway. Now, if we're real lucky, you're hilarious. He ignored Calliope's interjection. We might find... Oh, yeah. He walked down the shoulder past the end of the streak, reached down, and picked up a dark object. Calliope trailed along after in no hurry once she saw that Vicus was simply sniffing another piece of tire tread. His lips stretched back in what passed for a smile. Oh, yeah. Real good. He held it out toward Calliope's face. She recoiled just enough to keep her face clear. Yeah, uh, thanks. Maybe I can lick a used ashtray instead. Vicus frowned, looking annoyed. Just for the love of- He gestured with the hand sized chunk. Calliope scowled at him, leaned forward, and sniffed. Summer. No, spring. Late spring, when the rainstorms have stopped and the clouds are high and white and the end of school's just a few weeks away. Confusion flashed across her face, and she took another sniff. It's... She looked up at Vicus. Lilacs? I would have said violets, but around here you're probably right. He waggled the thing that looked exactly like a chunk of burnt black tire tread in the air between them and dropped it into Calliope's left hand. It was so light she almost dropped it, overcompensating. Congratulations, he said. You found your first dragon scale. Calliope looked at the thing in her hand and back to Vicus. And we do what with this? Vikus's smile broadened, looking even less reassuring. We summon a dragon. He looked up at the fading colors of dusk. Let's walk. The last sign said there was a rest area about a mile up, and we need to get there before it gets late. Carrying the alleged scale in her pocket, Calliope started after Vicus, walking in silence for a quarter of a mile before speaking. So... Dragons. Dragons. Vicus kept his eyes on the shoulder ahead. Cars passed them in both directions at a regular rate, but none slowed or stopped. You said... Calliope frowned, trying to remember. You said that the things out here were good at hiding. Vicus nodded. But there's dragons buzzing the highways? You'd be surprised what tricks your eyes can play on you at night, Vicus said. Besides, they're only out there when they're hungry. Calliope raised an eyebrow. Hungry? Something that big lives on roadkill? Vicus snorted. Just because they don't attack towns anymore doesn't mean they don't need a lot of food. He waved a hand up and down the highway. They can usually get by on wild animals, but with this food supply right here and all their food? Ficus gave her a look. Do you have any idea how many hitchhikers go missing in a year? He shook his head. Don't assume it's all abductions and kidnapping. Sometimes they just take a whole car. They walked in silence for a time. You know the weirdest thing about this whole trip? Calliope asked. I've got no idea. You just told me that the highway disappearances I read about aren't always criminals and abductions. That sometimes it's dragons hunting for food. And that actually cheers me up. Calliope was still smiling to herself when they came to the rest area. Snow was starting to fall. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hidden Things Audiobook Podcast. This DRM-free production was made possible by the Hidden Things Audiobook Kickstarter backers and is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Works 3.0 license. As always, watch out for the Hidden Things.